All right. So what's what's been going on, guys? Go ahead, Sep. You're young. <laughs> you're the younger one. <laughs> All right. Um, training for another marathon. Yeah. Which one are you training for? The Bayshore. Bayshore. Yeah. When is it again? May twenty eighth. I'm trying to. Get Wait a minute. Where? Where now? Where is the Bay Shore? Traverse City. The Bay oh, Shore Traverse City. Okay. Yeah. All right. I hear a lot about Traverse City. I haven't been there. Um, the half marathon. Thirteen point one. I I I I'll be honest with you. I I have nothing but admiration and respect for anybody that runs anything over a ten k, because that's the most I've ever run. Uh, you can't really count the tough mutters. Uh, because yeah, even though you're going, you know, for 11, 12 miles, there's like 22 obstacles. So you keep stopping. I think the most in any Tough Mudder you actually run is maybe two miles, not even, before you run into like three obstacles almost back to back to back. Yeah. So there's a lot of stopping and going and stuff like that. But The first race I ever ran was a Spartan race. The Spartan race? Yeah. yeah. I into running. Now, I haven't done a Spartan race. I heard they're, I heard they're actually harder than a Tough Mudder. I don't know. I don't know. I did um, – there was a couple warrior dashes. Do they have warrior dashes up here? Yeah. 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 I did a couple of those. Uh, and then there were a couple like knockoff uh, Tough Mudders yeah. that were horrible. I mean, just horrible. It was like you go from jumping in a, like a bathtub of ice in a Tough Mudder <laughs> to like having to pour a cup of ice water over your head in these things. I mean, it was <laughs> it was it was bad. You know, what I mean, I was like, is this really happening to me right now? The news is there. You're like trying to block. You don't want anyone to see that you're actually doing this race. <laughs> so, so, so when you did that, did you train for for it at all, or did you like just practice running? The, what did you do for the Tough Mudder? Yeah. So when uh, the for the Tough Mudder in Pittsburgh, which really wasn't Pittsburgh. If you ever do a Tough Mudder, ladies and gentlemen, you, they tell you it's in like this big city, but it's like 30 miles outside the city in the middle of nowhere. Boonies, bro. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> I trained for the one in Pittsburgh, so I didn't. I had no idea. I was, I was thinking, how am I going to train for this? What, like, what's it all about? So I started Googling all these, you know, training videos. And I put on this one with this one guy who seems like he's so serious when he's talking about it. Then he shows, like, how he trains. And, like, he gets up in the, in the morning, and he, he runs outside. He starts running around his house. Then he <laughs> picks up a bucket of ice water, pours it over his head. Then he starts running down the street. Is and he I'm trolling like, people? Yeah, <laughs> I was it, like... <laughs> You know, and then he gets to this part where he's in a neighbor's yard, and he starts. There's a tire there. I mean, there's just a a, a tire. He starts flipping the tire, <laughs> and doing push-ups <laughs> in the neighbor's yard. Then he jumps over the neighbor's fence, and he starts running. And I'm like, "What in the hell is going on here? Is that my phone? No, that was that was uh, a computer. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, you know, basically, then I just started looking at what the obstacles were. And what the distances were in between. So I was thinking to myself, when am I going to be anaerobic? When am I going to be aerobic? And really in a tough motto, you're really not aerobic. Because you never, I mean, yeah, you run more than, they say you go into aerobic once you run, you know, if you take a, a standard tra track, you run 300 meters or, 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 or more. Or even, like, let's just say if you're running, uh, you know, a mile, uh, if you're racing and you're running a mile, you start going into aerobic. If you're running a 200 meter, you're running more anaerobic, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. So I started looking, and it just seemed like it was going to be more anaerobic than anything else. So I was training more for strength, like the ability to grab a wall and pull myself up and over. Right. Uh, and then I was training for how far can I run because I had already run like five, 10 Ks. So I figured, okay, the running is going to be the easy part. It's going to be. Were you doing that leading up to the the Tough Mudder? What, what's that? The, the, the 10, 10 Ks? 10 Ks yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd already done like four or five of them. Okay. So the running part was easy, uh, but what I did was um, 
throughout like where you know I'm from, uh, city of Campbell, Ohio. We have like playgrounds and stuff with the monkey bars and the ropes and all that stuff. So I would run to these different playgrounds and then I would do the monkey bars, pull myself up on the ropes, do push ups up the hill, Call things the like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, you know, things like that. If it was winter time, I literally would run in a t shirt outside, uh, leading I trained for about a year. Like as if this was gonna be some, you know, some major uh obstacle for me to overcome, but Honestly, the hardest part of the Tough Mudder for me was the very, very beginning. The guy was actually there. You know, the guy that does all the infomercials, yeah. the Marine guy? Yeah. So, you know, he's getting you all pumped up in the beginning. I mean, like, I was to the point where, like, I felt like I was running out of a, uh, you know, out of the tunnel. I mean, like, it, it was, <laughs> this guy gets you motivated, right? I, like, I had tears coming down my face. I was turning around, smacking my teammates, and... <laughs> Wait, I, I go, have the like, tigers playing. <laughs> yeah. Somehow I end up in the front, right? I go running and there's a wall. It's about eight feet. And I'm like, I'm just going to grab the wall, climb it and jump over. I go to grab the wall and pull up and I'm struggling to get up over this wall. <laughs> and my teammates are like, Oh, shit. I mean, they're like, they're, and then they just run and jump over the wall like nothing. And I, and I thought to myself, is this really? This episode is brought to you by red bike delivery. This delivery service operates only using battery-powered, eco-friendly transportation. Red Bike Delivery is there for all your delivery needs, whether it's dinner for the family, flowers for your partner, or new houseplants for your new collection. Red Bike Delivery will gladly deliver those and everything in between. So what are you waiting for? Check out Red Bike Delivery on Facebook or Instagram for more information. Red Bike Delivery, because there's only one Earth. But after that, after that, I mean, there was no problem at all. One buddy of mine is ridiculously athletic. And, um, you know, that half slope wall you run up mm, and then, yeah. so there's people at the top of that wall. And when you're running, you can jump and grab their hands, which is what I did. And then, so I ran right up the wall, grabbed their hand and they pull you. The he ran up the wall and got to the top standing. <laughs> That's how explosive he is, right? And he put, he's got his hands up in the air, and everyone's going crazy. And I was like, asshole, yeah. I mean, whatever. But no, he's he, you know, he he was like, this is nothing, man. This is easy. But it's it's really, I mean, the ice bath. Uh, I swear to God, you know what you know what I thought of when we were in the ice bath. It's only probably you know what five feet. You jump in and you go about five feet. And um, there's a wall in the middle. You got to go under the water to come up on the other side. Oh, man. So all I could think about was, seriously, this went through my head. Like the people that in the Titanic that went into that cold water and it was like sub-zero water. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, how did those people like even like, make it out? Like, 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 well, most of them didn't, right? <laughs> most of them didn't. But but I was thinking to myself, that had to be the worst because it's painful. It's like, it's like someone stabbing you with knives. It's yeah. crazy. That was probably one of the worst parts was jumping into the water. My first Spartan race, we had to, like, cross through, like, over, like, a little river. And I didn't want to get my socks wet. That's the worst, <laughs> that's the worst <laughs> feeling to me, bro. I'm like, it's only two miles into, like, an eight-mile race. So I stopped to take my socks and shoes off. And then I walked through. <laughs> now it's got chunks of mud all between my toes. <laughs> so I'm sitting there trying to I threw my shoes my away. in the grass. <laughs> yeah. All to find out. Later in the race, you have to completely submerge yourself underwater with oh, an obstacle. Man. I felt like an idiot. I threw, I mean, <laughs> and, and because anybody who does these races knows muddy as hell, but I, I threw 
all three or four pair of shoes away after those races. They're they're just ruined. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Muddy, wet. Yeah. So, um, what did you you did like a fifty mile? uh, I I did a fifty mile ultra race or run, but it was virtual. Yeah, but I didn't finish. You didn't know that. no, he knew. Oh. We, we talked about it. Is that your cue? Did he tell you when <laughs> no, he I'll mentions just that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to yeah. some ad libs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> no, no, wait. So you didn't finish it? No, I didn't finish. I wouldn't even. No. I wouldn't even come close. No, but I'm going to redo it this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to redeem myself. The same race. Yeah, the same one. I remember seeing a video. I I I could swear it was you. You were running up a hill with like a running sled behind you. Yeah, that, that was you? me. Yep. Yeah, okay, yep. yeah. All yeah, right. I actually lost a bet. Um, my old trainer, him and I would bet on the Michigan-Michigan State game every oh. year. And uh, he, I lost that year. And so I had to – actually, I can't remember what we actually bet. I think we bet, like, doing, like, calories on a bike. But then we settled for me dragging the sled, <laughs> running a 5K. So you drag. ran the 5K with the sled on you? Yeah. Yeah, oh. in the woods. Yeah, I like remember it was on a trail. Woods. Yeah, <laughs> I remember there were leaves flying up everywhere, and you were whatever, and you were running up the. And I was like, "What's he doing?" I was out there for hours. <laughs> <laughs> what it's was like he a, gonna have to do? Was it was it the same thing? Uh, yeah, yep, same thing. Um, yeah, it took me like I think like three or four hours to do it. How much did the sled weigh? Like seventy pounds. Yeah, that was that was sucked. <laughs> I have it. I have the sled out in my garage. Took a picture with it. <laughs> <laughs> it conquered it. It's framed. Gone. <laughs> I'll tell you another thing. Um, uh, after the one tough mutter, uh, I lost a toenail. Uh, my knee was all cut up. My my. I mean, I look like my my hands had from doing the the monkey bars up over the river. Uh, my hands were all callous and everything. Yeah. I got shocked so many times. I never swore so much <laughs> in my entire life. So like what, in the one event, the one event you're crawling and they're like the little shock lines are hanging down and you can just hear people just, I mean, just people that probably go to church every Sunday, just <laughs> swearing up a storm. And then, and then we get to the one where you run through the long lines hanging down. There's like barrels of hay and you don't know which lines are live and which ones aren't. So you got to jump over the barrels of hay. So you're in the air. And you're getting shock zapped. Oh my, my one buddy, my one buddy got knocked out. He was out cold for like a second. He came oh. to. He was like, "How old am I?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> How old are you?" And he's like, "He's probably like six four. So he there was nowhere he can go. Like he had no. He was he was dead in the water. I mean, he jumped up, and I remember it was the finish line. That was the last obstacle, and you were like ten feet from the finish line. And I I'm I'm like throwing my hands in the air like we just won a Super Bowl or whatever. And I turn around, and he's like, where am I? Who, <laughs> how old am I? I'm like, what? Starts having a time of life. <laughs> uh, do so they, do they tell you before the race that if you have, like, a heart issue, you probably shouldn't do it? Yeah, you ha- you get all the disclaimers and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, they tell you – well, they tell you not so much uh, – so, like, depending on what type of situation you have with your heart, they'll make you run around certain obstacles. Like, there were people that would get to certain obstacles and go – I ain't doing this. And they would run around <laughs> it. You know, that races. Yeah. Like, no way. No way. You hear no way. You just look at the rope climb. Screw this. Yeah. Not even do the burpees. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of obstacles in these races where you have to have a team with you because you have, and here's the cool thing about these races. Even if you don't have a team with you, everybody helps everybody. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no, it's, they do have like, you know, these huge events where it's like the, the 48 hour tough mutter <clears> in Australia <throat> where you compete to see 
who can do it the whole course how many times for 48 straight hours. Jeez. And, I mean, it's actual actual competition. But, like, in the the ones that, you know, they have all over the United States for the most part, um, besides that one, uh, it's everybody helping everybody. So, like, there's parts where you have walls as, as tall as the walls in here, and you got to have people, you know, they cup their hands, you put your foot in their hand, they <laughs> throw you over the right, wall. Yeah, right. There's you know. obstacles, like a wall like the size of this. Yeah. And we were all muddy and wet <laughs> already from the stairs. Yeah. And like I ran and I couldn't pull myself up like using my fingers. So eventually I was able to get my forearms up and I used my forearms to push up because yeah. there's nothing up top to grab on. Wow. No. And it was all wet and slippery. No. And the person yeah. behind me struggling too. Yeah. And then you go over the yeah. wall. Push my feet. Push my feet. Then you go over the wall and you're like, oh, I forgot about how am I going to. You're on your way down. Like, so most of my arms are just on the wall still. And like my hand is just hanging over. He's hanging on to my hand, pulling himself up. And he's got one hand on the wall. He just jumps and lets go completely and just both hands on my hand and <laughs> my wrist just snaps down. He literally oh, just man. lets go and starts to pull himself up. He's like, thanks, man. I'm like. Except <laughs> 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 pulling his head in the mic. He's like, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Tell me when you can, can't Disgusting, breathe anymore. Bro. That's hilarious. Would you find yourself doing another one? Uh, man, I don't know now. I don't know. He's always he, he, he's always <laughs> like, oh, we're going <laughs> to do, do one, one yeah. bro. <laughs> We're gonna do one, bro. You know, I'm <laughs> just should. like, okay. Take care of you, uh, we should do one right. We should discuss that right now. Nah. Let's plan one. All three of us. What well, do they? You know what? They, I'm assuming they stopped them because I was I was getting emails. Uh, Spartan race bought out Tough Mudder. What's that? Spartan race bought out Tough Mudder. Oh, did they really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Maybe that's why I'm not getting any ma- emails <laughs> anymore from Tough Mudder. I was like, wow, they like they gave up on me because I haven't done one in a while. I no, guess. Yeah, bought out. But Spartan race. How how far is the Spartan race? There's a three mile, eight mile, uh, thirteen mile. Sign me up for that three mile. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm <even> trained for. <laughs> Sign me up. Does Sign me up for the senior division. <laughs> Does it even have obstacles? Yeah. What the uh, yeah, Spartan race? Three, the three mile. Yeah, it's got like twenty obstacles. Oh wow. Twenty obstacles. You don't even run then. <laughs> you literally have three miles of obstacles. <laughs> I remember there were there's the some eight mile one. Yeah, there's some dumb <laughs> obstacles too. Like yeah. there, there's the, there's the one that's kind of funny. You always want to stand back and watch. Uh, we had one where we were running through, and there were a bunch of Marines, and they were swinging the tires. There's like a hundred tires swinging back and forth. You see people getting hit, flying left and right. <laughs> so that one's kind of funny. But then there's like other ones where there's like there's like eight cones in zigzag, and you run around the cones. What? And I'm like, what is this all about? <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it you know stuff like that. And then there's like certain ones where there's like fire. Literally fire, but it's it's, it's the smallest. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it looks like it looks like jump over it, it like, a like, like my kid, like my kids holding a match there <laughs> and daring you to jump over it. You know what I mean? It's really what it's like. It's so like you, the last obstacle. <laughs> oh man! So we get to the like we get there. I remember this one in Pittsburgh. We get there, and and the one lady's like, "Oh my god!" And she backs up, like she gets right to it, and the one lady she walks get a over. Running start. The, the one lady steps over it. She's like, "Really, Marjorie? Let's go." You know what I mean? Marjorie goes running and she stops and she takes two both feet and hops <laughs> over it and I'm just like I thought she was joking. She wasn't joking. She was dead serious. She was oh nervous God, as yeah. can be. They had like a photographer by the fire too. Getting cool pictures. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you candid so you get a dumb picture of yourself <laughs> looking at it. Looked you know? so bad. Yeah. It was so yeah. embarrassing. Oh I man. did the uh, the rope climb. Yeah. And I didn't wear a shirt that race. Mm. So sliding down. R- rope burn. Oh my gosh, yeah. it hurt so bad. 
But it's it, it, short it, short time yeah. too. So I'm just wrapped around. This well, thing. go figure, go figure. <laughs> do you down. even have Do you even have a pair of shorts that go anywhere near your knee, like anywhere yeah. remotely near your knee? <laughs> I just don't like he has shorts that would go remotely near his knee. I don't think you're just. I don't know. Some people would probably argue that. What's that? <laughs> some people would probably yeah. argue that at work. Yeah, they probably would at work, but. I don't know. They're coming yeah, back though. Around. So you know, when the '80s shorts come back, you guys, you guys would be ready to go. You'd be good to go. It's kind of funny watching styles come in and out. Yeah. Because some of the things that you see now is like things you would you would have probably seen in like the '80s. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have an '80s summer party, I think. <laughs> and uh, I already got my outfit, a cut off shirt with the short shorts, <laughs> and the socks, uh, socks up to me, swatch watch, the Rubik's cube sitting over there. I'm gonna take that. <laughs> Uh, boom box. The boom box. Shoulders. New yeah. balances. Dude, I'll tell you what. People have serious shoulder strength in the 80s because they carried those radios. <laughs> I remember there was a guy that would walk around my town and 100 miles an hour everywhere with that radio on his shoulder. And, I mean, he walked everywhere with that thing. And yeah, and I, I was just like, he looked like David Lee Roth. He looked just <laughs> like him. I used to think to myself, that guy's going to be who that tired. Is? No. You don't know who David Lee Roth is? About to watch oh, <laughs> so, man. <laughs> You know this is on record now that you don't know who David Lee Roth is. He's about to find oh, out. <laughs> well, uh, well, while you're doing that, <laughs> while you're trying to figure that out. So, uh, SIP, SIP trains, like, um, typically, I think, for, like, competi- competition or, yeah. like, doing, like, um, yeah. different races and stuff. Do you find out who he was? I think he's an American musician. <laughs> American musician. <laughs> He's the, he's the he is the lead singer for Van Halen. Do you know who Van Halen is? Yeah, lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! You're making a lot of you're making Generation X angry right now. Oh man! They're probably going. This guy. How There's going to be a lot of them listening too because of Sarge. Yeah. <laughs> They're about to slam probably text you. me right now. Hit that dude. Oh, here here's a text now. No, it's not. <laughs> Send those short shorts back yeah, to the seventies. So, so what were you saying? Now he's training for so competition. So he, he trains, like, competition. Like, yeah. he does a lot of, like, races and stuff. Yeah. You work out all the time, too. Yeah. What's your purpose? Do you train for anything specifically? Or? Uh, you know, I, I really don't train. I train for general functional strength training. Uh, just, you know, when you turn 50, I, I think we were talking about this. We were texting back and forth not that long ago. When you, when you turn 50, you've got to change your game plan. Like, he, he's sending me his regimen on how he works out. Yeah, and so if you ever listen to to my podcast, if you ever listen to my podcast, Ron the pharmacist, who talks all about supplementation, yeah. I graduated with him from high school, and he is huge into working out, and uh, and and you know supplementation and and you know nutrition and all that stuff, and I I told him what Zep does, and he's like, what the hell's wrong? He goes, <laughs> he goes seriously. I go, he goes, dude, tell him by the time he's thirty. I said I already told him by the time he's 35, 40 years old, he's not going to do that anymore. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, you know, you, you have to learn to teach yourself when you get to a certain age. Like I got a buddy who is in his sixties now and he's still powerlifting. Oof. He, his elbows are killing him. His knees are killing him, but he won't stop. He won't stop powerlifting. Just won't right. stop. And I keep telling him, dude, you're not gonna be able to walk in about five years because you just have to learn, you know, what is my purpose now? So really, my purpose now is a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old, right? So those are my ages of Jake and Jordan, my kids. Mm-hmm. I'm an older dad, and I'm thinking to myself, I have to keep up with 
right. with this, right? right. I want to throw the baseball, throw the football, shoot basketballs with them. You know, if I got to chase them down to beat them, you know, I have to be able to to do that. <laughs> yeah. And, and so far it's working. They haven't outrun <laughs> me yet. But um, I think, you know, Jake tries to. Jordan's in, like, he's in shock when I'm coming at him. He doesn't even freeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, so uh, right now people are like, oh, my God, I'm calling my attorney. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, basically it's all general functional strength. It's my ability, you know, to, you know, at work people are like, you're doing all, why, why are you working on that line over there? And how come you're not in pain and this and that, you know, you know, you're like the oldest guy in that group. And these guys are complaining about their fingers and their elbows and, and it's because they don't work out. Yeah. You know, they don't yeah. work out. And, Stretch and they, yeah, they don't, they don't practice overhead movement. They don't, a lot of my uh, kettlebell workout literally is mimicking overhead purposely mm-hmm. because we do so much overhead on our jobs. Right. And because I know what's going to happen if I don't do that, all that, you know, if you're not using it, you lose it. So, so I, I literally do a lot of different types of swings and clean and presses and, and, and snatches with kettlebells purposely, uh, get ups, things of that nature purposely to, you know, for shoulder strength, uh, endurance for over long periods of time, because we work eight, nine, 10 hours a day. So, um, and you do kind of like a hit type of workout, right? I do that whenever I do an intermittent fast. So if I do a 20 and four, 20, 20 hours of, you know, no eating followed by four hour eating window, mm-hmm. which I do twice a week. Um, one of those two days, yeah, you know, French toast, that doesn't, <laughs> that'll break your fast. I'm telling you right now. Uh, so, uh, you know, I like to, in, you know, incorporate a hit routine for 20 to 25 minutes right before I break the fast because you're already burning stored body fat. Mm-hmm. times do 10 to burn fat? what's that do you do it to burn fat? i do it to burn fat i do it to you know not only that but i do hit training also because it's a fantastic workout um but when you do hit when you do high, int- high intensity interval training it will burn fat for up to 48 hours so even after you're done even if you're not working out the next day you're still in that process of burning body fat for another 24 hours on end so i like to do that because I mean, I'm not, you know, when I was his age, when I was your age, I couldn't gain weight to save my life. Uh, once I hit 40. You weren't eating enough French yeah, toast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. But once I turned 40, uh, I remember all of a sudden I was 5'8", 209. And, and I mean, out of nowhere. And and I said, you know, wait a second. Two, I mean, like the where, where I was going, I was like, this is not going to look good here in a couple of years. <laughs> So I, yeah, I changed, I had to change everything. I had to change how, you know, that powerlifting mentality went away. And, um, it was more trying to like get in the best shape I can get into. And the only time I was training for something specifically since powerlifting, you know, my powerlifting days was when I was doing those races. Mm-hmm. So if I was running a 10 K or if I was doing uh, a warrior dash, or if I was doing something like that, a right. um, tough mutter, then I would train, you know, for those things. But other than that, Everything is geared now towards gaining lean muscle because the older you get, the harder it is to gain muscle and the easier it is to lose muscle. And so now I do a lot of time under tension, mm-hmm. which is one of the easiest, it's not easy, but it's one of the easiest ways to gain lean muscle tissue. So when I'm squatting, it's not down and up. It's six seconds down, two to three seconds up for a minute, you know, and I'll do 10, eight, six, four, two, two, four, six, eight, ten. 
that's my squatting. That uh, that's one thing I've been trying to tell, like talking to my dad because he's like, you know, he's part of that era that doesn't work out. They Mr. never really, Mr. William Hess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I've I've actually just recently got him into working out. You know, and I, I had to explain to him like your body's going to break down as you get older because you're not using those muscles and you're just you're working at GM, you're working on the line. Yeah. So like doing those repetitive motions are just going to tear your body apart. Yeah. And uh, I've, he, I got him here working out, and uh, I guess he's gotten a little bit stronger. But, yeah. Well, it's just all, yeah. it ta- all it takes is once once somebody sees it and they'll, they they catch the bug, that's all it really it's takes. Yeah. It's just the, it's all about catching the bug. Point, yeah. What's that? It's always about making it to that point. A lot of people don't. They don't see the results right away. Because it's hard at first. It takes like a month. So hard. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if I it's stop like for – Well, imagine if you've never worked out. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the – that's be the sore right away. Yeah. I don't do it again. Well, it's not <laughs> only that, but you're not going to see the results immediately, especially if you're older. Uh, it takes longer. And so, you know how, like I've told you guys this before, we're in this generation now, and I don't just mean Generation Z or Millennial Generation. I mean, like, the we're era. in this era where everybody, it, it, even, even my generation that did not have this growing up, now we are demanding <clears throat> that everything, so... So if I'm watching an episode of Cheers, do you know Cheers? Do you know the, you know what that is? Sitcom. <laughs> yeah. So so if I'm wap- if I'm watching on a Tuesday night on CBS at eight o'clock, and it ends where I'm like, what's going to happen next? Like I got to wait yeah. until next Tuesday. Yeah. Now people are like, I'm just going to stream right through the yeah. next ten yeah, episodes. Just, just wait till it goes on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. my wife and I, talk about that all the time. The kids will never know the struggle of having to hurry up during a commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was there's you, you can't know pause the TV. I mean, I'm from a generation where if the TV knob fell off, <laughs> you had to get needle nose pliers. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And make your old younger brother, and he'll tell you. Joe will tell you. I'd make him stand there and change the channel <laughs> with the needle nose. Then I had the rabbit ears antenna. I would tell him, Joe, hold them up higher. Hold them up higher. The screen's blurry. There was a, you know, we talked about this on our on, on my podcast before. There was an- uh, uh, what's, uh, what's the name of your podcast? Two Brothers, One Mike. Okay. Yeah. I, it, it was actually more than one mic, by the way. But, but, um, so, so we talked about this one episode. It, this sums it all up. There was a, a thing back in the 80s. There was a show called Dallas, not the Cowboys, but, but, but it was an actual, like, it was like a drama series. It was on every Wednesday night. And there was a huge, there was a dude on the show. His name was J.R. Ewing, and everybody hated his guts. Think about somebody at work who just gets on your last nerve. That was J.R. Ewing. Everybody. So, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> there's a bunch of J.R. Ewings, right? And uh, there was a season ending. So, like, in, in uh, I don't know, April or May, you'd have your season-ending episodes. Then the season wouldn't pick back up until September. So whatever happens, they always made sure it was something crazy at the end where you had to sit for four yeah. months. So the very last episode of this one season – he walks into a room and you see a gun in someone's hand with a glove on and they fire the gun and it hits him and he falls and that's how it ends. <laughs> so then they've had this huge thing all summer long. Who shot Jr. All these t-shirts, all this apparel. I mean, they were making millions of dollars on who shot Jr. Oh and over now, listen now in yeah, at sure. this point in time, you got the shirt. Uh, yeah, uh I think I, it's a rag now, but I, mean, <laughs> sure, I, <know> <laughs> I think it's a rag, like a dust rag or something. So, so like throughout the whole, now the 
opening of the season when you're going to find out in September, right? That night, back then there was a little over 200 million Americans, 200 million people living in America. Over 85 million people watched that show that night. So that was like the, the that's the difference between then and now. You know what I mean? Yeah. People can't do. So, so the problem, you know, getting back to what we were talking about is that people want results right now. And yeah. they don't understand that that does not happen in this game. You have to be willing to put forth the effort and you have to have patience. And if you don't have patience, then you will fail. That's I mean, miserably. Me. What? What's that? That's one thing running taught me is patience. Mm. And, and now running, that, that takes even longer. Forever. Yeah. That takes even longer. If you're talking about distance running yeah. to the point like you're doing, yeah, yeah that mm -hmm. would take me – I probably take a good year before I'd run a marathon, maybe a year and a half, uh, because I would have to change everything I'm doing yeah. completely. And I don't mean quit lifting weights. I don't know why people think that. They think if I'm going to run a marathon, I shouldn't lift weights. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. It's more beneficial. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's completely the wrong mentality to have, but um, <laughs> it just would be a different, different. Uh, I I wouldn't do a lot of time under tension, um, things of that nature. I'd still do a lot of kettlebell training. I still incorporate, you know, weights and running together. Mm -hmm. I don't know about like he, how he does it, um, which is beast mode over here. <laughs> um, but like I told him, he's like, "What can I do different?" And I, I like I told Seth before, is it working for you? If it's working for you, don't. Yeah, don't, you know. Well, I mean, I the program you're doing is like an athlete program, like it's meant for athletes. Yeah. Like a, a normal person can't just pick it up and do it. They started from square one, maybe. I don't think so. Certain genetics have to play a role there. I mean, they, they like well, if he shows up in a tank top and his short shorts <laughs> to run to run a marathon, the average guy showing up is going to look at him and go, "This guy's not going to go six miles." Like you know what I mean? Because he looks more yeah. like a defensive back or a strong safety yeah. than he does a marathon runner because of that stereotype everybody has. Mm -hmm. And so then he starts running and like mile fourteen. That guy is like, wow, this guy's still running. You know what I mean? Or right. so, and it what he doesn't understand is, yeah. So whatever he's doing, all right, is is working. Uh, and and what I asked him about was what when I should take my pre workout because mm. he mentioned how it's not such a good idea to take it after you eat. It slows down the process of the pre workout. Yeah, yeah, not the, necessarily a bad thing there's better times to take it. It's not a bad thing uh, to take the pre workout after you eat, but the the biggest, uh, it's not a problem, but but mm -hmm. where you don't get as much of a benefit yeah. is that once you eat and you don't allow the digestive system to go through its fu function, it then, uh, you know, it takes the pre-workout and it doesn't utilize it the way it would. It's just like if you drink a cup of coffee on an empty stomach, you're more alert, more, more right. focused uh, than if you drink a cup of coffee after you just got done eating a so loaf of French toast. So it's better to drink yeah. it on an empty stomach. Yeah, yeah. So should you drink it before you eat? No, well, no, well, it, that, that, that would be, that would be the same thing. Your body would be absorbing the food. Right, right. So does it, but that doesn't mean it's not going to have any positive effects on you. No, it still uh, works. I just want to incorporate it maybe a more efficient way. Well, well what the, what people need to know though is. Hey, pull that closer. Yeah. What, what people need to know though is his workout. He, he does his running routine mm -hmm. and then an hour later, right? Less than, less than an hour later, he's in the weight room. So he wants to take that pre-workout, yeah. you know, right after the running routine, but right, he also but eats I have to some. snack. Yeah. Something at least. 
So well, it, it also little. it also depends on what you're snacking on. Usually a banana, uh, Cliff Bar, protein shake. Can you eat the banana? Can you do that before your run? But then you're hungry after your run. Yeah, I'm hungry after my run. Yeah. So you're I mean, not hungry before. I use that running supplement, the carbs and electrolytes. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'll take a scoop of that. So and, and that's see, it's working for him though. So are you are you dead tired in the middle of your workout, your weight your weight room workout? No. No. Can we get anything other than Drake? <laughs> Just one time. <laughs> Folks, all he <laughs> listens to is Drake. I, 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 every time I watch a video, I, I put it on. I put it on silent. I just watch what he's doing <laughs> because I don't want to listen to Drake. I want to. How about some Van Halen, David Lee Roth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on the next one. Yeah. Help me out here. 100%. Tag me in that one. Tag me when you do that. I want to I find it. Yeah, like but yeah, so, there's no way. So that that's a complicated situation where <clears throat> all you can do is experiment. Take the pre workout before you run and see how it works. Take it afterward even though you're eating something but you're not eating a full-blown meal either no, it's not like you're eating a, a turkey and mashed potato uh you know dinner and then taking the pre-workout and then doing your your workout so it may not be as as complicated uh in terms of how much how much you're eating if it's going to you know cause negative effects with the pre-workout you're taking and since i don't have any other source of caffeine throughout the day or week. that's that's huge when you do pre-workout uh what a lot of people don't understand is if you're looking if one of the things you're looking for is focus and mental alertness and, you know, things that caffeine provide, mm-hmm. caffeine's one of the biggest things in pre-workout. It's one of the biggest ingredients everybody's looking for. So a lot of pre-workouts have 250, 300 milligrams of caffeine. What's a coffee? Coffee is about 100 milligrams for an 8-ounce cup. Okay. So, you know, so if you drink three cups, three 8-ounce cups of black coffee in the morning, it's about 300 milligrams, which is which is fine. Right. That's not a lot. I know people that drink a pot of coffee 10 cups a day. <laughs> It's over a thousand milligrams of caffeine just in the coffee they're drinking, which is absolutely insane. I know people that do that and don't work out. I'm like, how did? <laughs> Where's it all go? It, it's definitely you want to talk about doing damage to your adrenal glands. I mean, <laughs> it, it, they look like what are those animals with their their eyes are real <laughs> their eyes are real big all the time. All so right. it, it's it's you know, and then and then I see these same guys at work that drink a ton of coffee Dude, and then halfway God. through <laughs> halfway through they're walking around with their monster energy drinks yeah yeah and it's insane it's it's not inspiring. good for you yeah. <laughs> it's inspiring it's not inspiring <laughs> and i know i know for a fact on on your shift at work <laughs> that uh uh for sure because there's cans of monster empty cans of monster <laughs> it's like a party happened the night before <laughs> and it, they're, they're all over the place i mean they're on the floor they're sitting on everybody's work That's desk crazy, table man. So, I mean, I almost want to like tell them sometimes there's better ways. They don't care. I don't, yeah, I don't want to look ignorant. Yeah, what, what would you suggest to them? Just trying something different, maybe just like a different diet. Maybe or just try to work out a little bit. Routine, maybe. Maybe it's something outside. As far as energy goes, yeah. see, th- this is another thing. It, it gets more complicated when somebody works a midnight shift or yeah. a shift that goes from. For instance, his shift goes from five o'clock in the afternoon till one thirty, two o'clock. You know, and at, before it was going all the way to three or four o'clock in the morning, starting a little bit later. So it's almost like working a midnight shift. Mm-hmm. Our bodies aren't made to, to be up that time, so it gets even more complicated because you have to watch when you drink coffee, or or, or something like a clean cup of coffee, a couple cups of coffee late at night. Your body, the way it's already set up, is you know it's it's the sun's down and it's time to go to sleep. 
So, you know, you're, you are wired for a minute, then you get extremely tired, then you get home and the sun's up, and now you're wired again, and yeah. you can't go to bed right away. It's why, you know, that third shift was put in place because of increasing uh, profitability and productivity for corporate America. <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah. it was, and, and they don't, they talk about health and safety and they talk about ergonomics and they talk about, you know, the health and safety of their workers. That's about a, as much, you know, what, as I've ever heard in my entire life, you got people working all hours of the night to get more vehicles. Oops. Did I say that? Uh, or, or, or more, whatever, whatever you're producing widgets, we'll call them widgets. And so we need 447 widgets. <laughs> And so if we don't get that, you know, so now we're going to add this shift you on. You must be talking about Ford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some Ford people, I'll tell you. Next Saturday, Toyota. Saturday after that. Toyota. Uh, so, you know, and, and so it's it's just, it's amazing how, you know, but we're just all supposed to just sit in there and be stupid and go, oh, okay, well, this is awesome, the midnight shift. Then they pay you more money, right? So you're a zombie making more money. I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah. It's just not healthy for you. It Life expectancy goes down anywhere between three, five, six years for people who work a consistent rotating shift, okay, or a consistent midnight shift over the entire career of their of their lives if they're working that year in, year out. That's why I'll never do it again. Just never will. Sometimes you have to if you're just starting off, right, and you don't have a choice because of, you know, your seniority, so to speak. Or the, But the minute you get a chance, I tell people, the money is not worth it. No, it's no. not. It's not worth it. It's not, not, not for what it's doing to your body. Um, I know I did it for like six years and I, it was just miserable. Yeah. It's a terrible shift, especially when you have kids and a family. Yeah. Uh, I was on it for a little bit, but one thing I admire is Sip being able to tra uh, train the way he does on that shift. And it's, it's yeah. insane. Cause I remember being on that shift and I, I had like no energy, no motivation to do anything. I, I did work out, but it was, it was not easy. Yeah, honestly, it honestly feels harder if I sleep in though. Less energetic. Yeah. So, you know, here's another thing. When you, people who work the midnight shift, okay, um, they say, well, I, I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to take a three-hour nap. So they go to bed at 8 o'clock at night and they wake up or, or 7 o'clock and wake up at 10 to go to be at work at 11 at night. And what they did now was they took a three-hour nap. So they're somewhere in their second, third cycle uh, of all the stages, mm -hmm. all right? You want to get a good five or six cycles in to get a full eight, nine, ten hours of sleep mm -hmm. over so you just woke yourself up. That's why they say when you take a nap in the middle of the day, 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops. Mm -hmm. You don't want to get into that deep sleep because then you wake up and you're completely out of it. Whereas a 20-minute yeah. nap, you feel empowered yeah, again. And that's what I feel yes. like if I were to just get up earlier and if I absolutely need a nap, I'll take a power nap. Yeah. And it feels better than sleeping in till like noon. Yeah. It, I feel it, like I have no time. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. And, you know, and, and last but not least when it comes to that, the world doesn't go around the midnight shift worker. They, you still have oh. to go to your doctor's appointments. They still cut the grass next door yeah. and wake you up, right? My the marathon, 6 a.m. start time. Yeah. So, and then you have to either take a sick day or you have to, you know, you have to take a vacation day or you have to no call, no show, yeah. two for one. <laughs> <laughs> or you come in on the all other the, shift and then call off on your shift. <laughs> I don't know who ever's done that. You're not pointing fingers, are you? <laughs> no, no. I'm just talking about people in general. <laughs> That's what people, you know. People say that. that um, I'm not gonna. I'm not. Nah, I shouldn't say that. Never mind. <laughs> no, go ahead. No. So someone goes to me <laughs> the other day. They said uh, my high school team 
was uh, my alma mater, they were playing for the regional finals to get into the regional finals. I said, if they win tomorrow, I'm going to, I'm going to VR on, uh, on Saturday and because I want to go watch them, you know, my kids are going, I'm going to go with them. So they said, why don't you just come in on second shift the night before and pull a SEP. <laughs> and I was like, what's that? <laughs> like, you know, call up on your own shift. Just come in. And I, I just started, like, I was like, pull a SEP. And everyone's like, yeah, pull a SEP. I'm like, wow, they actually call it pulling a SEP. <laughs> the funny thing is they told me I couldn't do it again. <laughs> so, like, watch. <laughs> watch. Watch. I mean, what's going to happen? And then, yeah, I don't know. What can they do? They yelled down the line. Nothing. They yelled down the line. Hey, Sarge is pulling a sep. You got to pull a sep. I'm like, I didn't know that was what it was called, but yeah. Is now. Yeah. You coined that. that. You coined that move. Yeah. I thought it was smart. It is kind of smart. Yeah, it is. You got to take the ridiculous, you know, the ridiculous rules that are presented to you, and you got to use them to your advantage. Probably should explain that. That's if you're working. You come in on day shift, and you're a second shifter. Yeah. But there's an hour between the shift, yeah. and you so you worked four hours of overtime, got oh, paid for overtime. You have up to thirty minutes before your shift starts to call in. Yeah, to use your vacation time. So I didn't want to work the night because I had something to do that night. <laughs> but I still wanted my overtime hours, <laughs> so I went in early on day shift. I don't even know what time I went in. Yeah, as soon as he walks in, people are like, "Oh, you know what's going to happen here." <laughs> yeah, I come in. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not staying. Like, he goes out in the parking lot. One eight hundred. Goodbye. They end at four. Walk out the gate. I still have another twenty nine minutes to call. <laughs> Make my call. I hop in the car. Just got on speed dial. Call in. You videoed me one day. You're like, dude. He's like, I just called in. <laughs> I'm like, you're so dumb. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was on my way home. I was like, "Oh man, this is management's like, taking notes right now." Yeah, check mark, yeah. check mark. These three are on the blacklist. <laughs> oh, they they can they can go. You know where I I I have lost. <laughs> we could do a whole. I can't wait until until we we're gonna do a show on Two Brothers One Mike. We're gonna talk about. So if you guys ever listen to my podcast, I always say, "Be the best you." So there's gonna be a show called "The Worst You." And it's going to be about what is it that makes you the worst you? And I, I, I will tell you straight up, flat out, no. And anyone I have ever worked with for the past thirty years will tell you this: it, my worst me, is is my job. I, I, I literally become Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde because it's just, it's just the ridiculous nature of I'm that sorry, business. Slamming his gun around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, a, right it's now. just a ridiculous nature of the whole thing. It's just, it, it's, I, I tell people, no, if I you think that, that, an, uh, the auto worker doesn't deserve the money that they make and you think that we're, you know, everyone thinks, you know, you're rich. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks that, yeah. Yeah, that we have the easy life yeah. that we have, you know, everything we ever asked for in life, we have it all. And, you know, we have <laughs> 700 hours of vacation and, 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 and w- they always say, oh, you know, a monkey can do your job. You guys could just sit there. And I'm just like, huh, okay. Yeah. I mean, then what, what now, what, what's the percentage? Uh, I think it's 22% of the new hires that come in. Temps or not, they quit. They they quit. Yeah, because it's quit. not easy. Hard, Out the door. Yeah. yeah, we're used to it. Yeah, yeah. And, and Sip almost punched a new new hire in the face for not doing his job. <laughs> Jeez, oh man, we're getting all this on record right now. <laughs> probably uh, probably shouldn't explain that story. <laughs> I'm sure he was just joking, but um, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean seriously, like I was training one guy. I had the, you know the, the 
group leader comes to me and says, hey, you want to you wanna train this guy? So oh. I said, okay. So, you know, about eight cars no. into it, I, I'm like talking to the guy, and I turn and look at him. His eyes are, he's <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. I go, what, what do you mean you're not doing it? You've been here for six seconds. I mean, like, what are you going to do? I mean, and I'll tell you what, the guy lasted about a month. He was went to medical like six times, and they got rid of him. I mean, I don't know why not people come in there thinking that they're just going to, like, hit a button. And Do you think that's the problem, though? Like, because, like, back in the day, they used to do referrals. So, like, you came in knowing what to expect. Right. The, the referral process was why you knew so many people from so, from the same family. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, my godmother, listen, GM didn't recruit me back in 1993 <laughs> because they saw me in the driveway putting my car together while somebody was moving it slowly. Pulled down, the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, 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 that isn't how it worked. My godmother actually went into the uh, salary personnel guy's office that was her boss and typed my name across his computer like 150 <laughs> times. That's a lot a of long. letters. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, you, know, he, you know, he walked into her office. He's like, who's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? You know, like that, making fun of the last Love name. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, how, that's how I got in as a, as a temp. And then about two years later, there was a huge retirement uh, from our plant. And then that's how I got hired. So, you know, you always knew, everyone always was, the question always was, how'd you, you know, who do you know? Right. Who do you know? Right. A lot yeah. of people say that. Now, yeah, yeah now it's like. I don't, you yeah, get randoms. It's, it's all unemployment agencies. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and they come in and they don't know what to, you know, like people, like their dad worked there and then your dad gives you that speech. You, don't you dare embarrass yeah, me. Yep. <laughs> I, or, or, I swear to God, don't you dare embarrass me. So it was a little different then. Uh, we had a kid that got uh, fired, I don't know, four times. And uh, <laughs> he, so so the first time it happened, he came back. His dad was in our paint shop upstairs. He came down the steps, grabbed him, threw him against these lockers, and, I mean, cussed him out that if he got fired again, he was, like, out of the family. <laughs> like, he was going to be banished to some island. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, it, it, that's, so that's, that's the difference now. you got people coming in and have no idea what it's all about. Yeah. And they, you know, I try to tell people it's not even worth complaining to people that don't understand or don't do it or have never done that type of work because they kind of just look at you like, yeah, whatever. I mean, you're. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who say, like, they want, like, a nice paying job, but, like, they don't want to do the hours we do. Yeah. Or work yeah. as hard as we do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't have it all. <laughs> no. yeah, I don't know no, what to tell all, you. Yeah. <laughs> we're not making loaves of bread here. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I know Sepp wishes we were. <laughs> Still a few loaves for his French toast. Rock Jeez. Jr. over there. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, basically working out and, and, and your job is, is what – you see how this all comes full circle now? Yeah. Working out no and matter. and for me is is fifty percent of it is just so that I can handle you know the work that I'm doing, uh, and not and be pain free you know because as time goes on it's just that's just the way it is. But you know and again with, with the kids and things of that nature, uh, it's more functional strength for me. So if I'm able to just sit down and jump back up and not have any pain doing it, I'm good. Yeah. You know? Now I I told him this. I, I'm starting to, I was, got back under the bar for squatting again. Oh. Smith machine, Smith okay. machine. And, uh, and so I've been squatting with the bar and normally I was just doing goblet squats yeah. or dumbbell squats yeah. for like 12 years now. It still hurts. Yeah. So I'm doing it and you know, I, I think I had like, I think I had like 275, 
when I did my sets of two, two reppers, and I started getting like, hmm, you know, like I wonder how much I could squat oh, if no. I start. Oh and, no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, my one buddy, I texted him that was on my powerlifting team back in the day, and he's like, "Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Stay at two seventy five. I know that three hundred now is in your head." And I yep. was like, it "Would be a big deal if I did three fifteen one time." <laughs> and he's like, "Then you're gonna want to do three fifty. Then it's gonna be three seventy five. Then PR comes. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. So I probably Being won't. Medical. I probably won't go that far. I'll just keep doing the time under tension whenever I squat uh, and switching it up between that and leg press. Yeah, I don't mind going uh, heavy. Just if I'm like three weeks out, two weeks out, maybe from the race for uh, for running I'll a marathon. Back, yeah, I'll pull back a little. Bit. How long do you think you're going to run marathons? Like, how where where do you see yourself with that now? Whenever I stop being the need to be myself. Huh. I, I tell you this. I went to school with a guy. Um, he's a couple years older than me. I don't think he quite. I think it, his goal was to run a marathon in every state. Jeez. And I can't remember. I don't think he ran one in every state. I may be wrong, but I'm. If I'm not mistaken, I think he ran a marathon in at least 28 or 29 states, or 30 states. Damn. He was on his way, and then you know I don't know mm. what why he I stopped. Do. I. I don't talk to him on a regular basis other than Facebook. I was going to say you should have him on your podcast. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he would be on the podcast or not. Is he doing them like, just to do them, or is he trying to compete? I think he just caught a bug when he was young. Um, he's an attorney. Uh, uh, and, and so, I'm, you know, he, I know he's passionate about his work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, while he was doing this, his kids were younger. Now they're, I think one is out of high school and one is somewhere in high school. I don't know what grade he's in now. But um, uh, he basically just caught the bug, and then he was running. He actually ran. He was in the Boston Marathon when the, uh, the bomb went yeah, off. Yeah, when the bomb went off. Yeah. He, he, I don't think he was that far from where it happened. That'd be enough for me to be like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he, that was a goal, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure that was one goal was to run the Boston. Uh, and, but I, I don't know if he ran 50, but I know that was something that he had thought about doing. And then... I know he doesn't run too much now because he kind of jokes about it on Facebook. <laughs> like he walks, you know, something about walking with his wife and <laughs> walking a mile and, you know, whatever. Right. I'm I don't think out I of could sign up for a marathon just to, just to say I did it. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge goal. I don't think people really understand how complex that is. Like how that's 26 plus miles. I don't know. I think a lot of people understand because you tell them you ran a marathon. They're like, how far is a marathon? Yeah. 26.2. But even then, I think until you finally see it. Yeah. Yeah. When you ran your first marathon, like what was your, your, what were your thoughts when you walked up to the starting line? Or does that the, did you run a simulated one? It was a virtual one. Yeah. 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 A virtual one. Uh, It was was weird because it's not like everybody's crowded around. What I did like about it was I got to start whenever I wanted. Okay. So I didn't have to. How did they know oh, you had a chip? Did you have a chip, or how did they know what your oh, time well, I was? Just admit it. Yeah, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how my uh, ultra race was, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I wasn't nervous or anything. Now, was that, that, was that because of COVID at that time yeah, yeah, that yeah. they did it that way? Yep. So, how was it when you ran the one in Miami? I hated it. <laughs> because of the people? Everything. <laughs> uh, the heat, the people, <laughs> what? Yep. Yes. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. All the above. Oh, so, I when is Bay City? May 28th. Okay, so Traverse City, that won't be a really hot time of the year. That'll be uh, like 50s, like 60s. 60s. Yeah, okay. Prime. No, the Miami one, I was not ready for that one. 
the heat played a, took a toll? It definitely played a factor. I only slept two hours before the race. Okay, so. I couldn't. Yeah. Dude, your oatmeal. mic keeps cutting in and out. I only got like one bite of my oatmeal in before the race. I couldn't stomach anything. When did you? The lack of sleep. Two hours before the race, you ate some oatmeal? No. You, no, you ate no I oatmeal. I tried. Oh, okay. I had a bite, but I just couldn't stomach it. Nerves? Just lack of sleep. Why didn't you sleep? Party. Yeah, <laughs> <He's trying>. You <laughs> and Drake. You yeah, and Drake were out at the club. Getting faded. Mm. No, we, our flight was Friday morning. Did you say getting faded? Our <laughs> <laughs> oh, flight was Friday morning. I was supposed to land in Miami at noon, and the race was Sunday morning. Oh, I I, I remember you posted yeah, something so about that. Yeah. I literally was supposed to be there at noon. I didn't get in till 8, 9 p.m., Jeez. And we still had to go back and get my buddy who caught the flight after us because we were just on standby list when we delayed. Uh. But we didn't even get back settled in until like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. after getting our luggage and everything. Yeah. We landed. So I think at that point. I think it would be hard to run a race it, like when you have to travel. Yeah. yeah. Like you got to well, be I there for like a week to acclimate. My and thought everything. process is like we'll get there, we'll go to the beach or something. Like the sun will drain me. I will get tired and fall asleep at like 9, 10. I will crash. What was the, What was the temperature? 77, yeah. 78. Plus the humidity. In the snow. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's huge right there because if you're running, you know, temp, the temp plays a huge role on your body when it comes to. Oh, yeah. Uh, because Heart rate is. It, went, it went from 25 degrees outside, 20 degrees outside, to 77 degrees outside. Yeah, that's going to play. Just beaming, yeah. Especially on the bridges. Did you, wear, it, did you run it shirtless? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to. Have to. Have to, 100%. No, that was bad. David Lee Roth did all his so concerts shirtless. Yeah, that's my you, guy. You should know. You should know. <laughs> the Van Halen you never, you never, you never, you never heard the song "Jump." Might as well jump. Oh my goodness! Probably on a scratch record somewhere. No, he no, he's. Uh, do you know who Eddie Van Halen is? Yeah. Who is he? Uh, it's Van Halen, dude's brother. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're not making any fans in Generation X. I can tell you that. That's fine. <laughs> I live with that, but no, I didn't like the Miami race. Part of me was like, I should just do it again and try and try and conquer it. it really got well, is it is it you? What you need is a Miami race where it's like in you know August or September where you're training up here and the temperature is Acclimated relatively warmer at least. But yeah. they probably don't want to run that race in Miami in August or yeah. September. I, you're I probably running ninety five degree. I don't heat. even want to go back. <laughs> 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 you just hated everything. I hated people. everything about it, dude. Uh, was that new hire you almost punched? Was he down there when that <laughs> happened? I wish he was. Yeah. Get some anger out. <laughs> yeah. So it could have gone worse, but I didn't stop at any point of the race. Yeah. That was like the only plus side I took out of it. Everybody's like, oh, you know, like at least you did it. Yeah, I hate it when people say that. Oh, man. At least you did not, it. It's not good enough for me. You did more than what anybody else would do. Like my first <laughs> marathon, I ran. Some people, are, you know, some people are like that. Some people are just happy with getting something done, and some people yeah. are never oh, happy. Dude, I, I trained so yeah. long for that. I tell people, don't ever be happy. Once you're happy, you're done. Like, if you're <laughs> yeah. Com- yeah. yeah you're once you're happy with, with your numbers, whether it's academics, whether it's athletics, whether it's anything, once you're happy with where you're at, look at the couple you work for. They're never happy, right? <laughs> Yeah, right, right. They they can make twelve billion dollars, and then it's like, well, we could probably make thirteen billion. Right? <laughs> Don't you think? Maybe if we yeah. just add a third shift to have these people work yep. midnight. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, a couple people adding some elements, <laughs> building six hundred widgets. But um, so I mean, you know, basically, in all seriousness, 
once you're happy with, you know, once you're complacent, once you say, you know what, I'm, I'm good with that. You're done. You're done. That's it. Yeah. Move on to the I'm next thing. Yeah. yeah. Because your, your desire to, to push yourself to do better is probably plummeted Gone. to mm-hmm. almost zero at that point. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, like, uh, you know, I have goals in mind as far as retirement goes. Um, and I, that's what keeps me focused on the retirement process is, is there are those goals. Obviously, once I hit those goals, form, you know, form and, new goals. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you have to form new goals. Like but yeah, if I don't, if I don't do that, then, then I'm that old guy that just sits on the couch or the chis chair. I'll have my own personal <laughs> yeah. chair, like Archie Bunker, you know, who that is. <laughs> yeah. okay. And, and, and just sitting there <laughs> all day long, yeah. watching TV, <laughs> watching Netflix over and over again, uh, rather than, you know, a million other things I want to do, uh, right. including, you know, podcasts, training athletes, working with other people, uh, traveling, things of that nature. But I never got that with people who say they don't want to retire because they don't know what else to do because mm-hmm. their whole life. Yeah, I worked in Lordstown, uh, Ohio, at General Motors with a guy named Art. Art was 84 years old. And uh, he's 84 years old, and, and we were coming up on contract time. Art had been with General Motors for 52 years. Jeez. So listen, 52 years. Lordstown wasn't even along that wasn't even around that long at this point. He come from another plant that wow. closed, I think Oklahoma City, and and so Art says to me, contract coming up. He says they're talking about offering sixty thousand. <laughs> now I'm hearing fifty thousand. He said if they don't offer sixty thousand on top of his pension, <laughs> he's not going. <laughs> and I said, I said Art, <laughs> let it go. I, 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 I said, Art, they're gonna they're gonna will you out of here, buddy. <laughs> and I, I said, I don't understand. Like, it's ten thousand dollars, and if you haven't made whatever you're gonna make by now, and he said to me, he said, he said, Sarge, I don't, I don't know what else to do with myself. Wow. For fifty two years, I've been doing That's this. Tough. That's yeah. sad. And it's sad. And he, uh, from what I heard, when Lordstown closed, when they closed Lordstown, he's still there. He went to he went to Parma. Our, our, a fabricating plant, oh a GM fabricating plant, like an hour and 15 minutes from Lordstown. Oh, my God. And I don't know if he's retired yet. <laughs> I have no idea. Or if he's even alive. I, I don't know. I don't know. I have No one's heard wow. of him. I don't know if they just put Art somewhere in a room in the back. <laughs> <laughs> he just sits there, you know, has a caretaker like and no everything. Yeah. Like, I don't have a life. Yeah. Yeah. It's all they know. It's you have all they to know. have meaning. Yeah. That what it... What kind of life is that? I don't know. Where you I don't live know. To work. But if anything, it taught me don't dare have that situation happen to you. <laughs> It'd be eighty eight. They'll be like, move Sarge over uh, down the line over there. Sarge still throwing bullets. I have my own. I have my own nurse in the plant taking care of me. So did anybody feed Sarge? <laughs> just sitting there, <laughs> half asleep. I mean, the shaker bottle, <laughs> yelling, shut the line down. You know, what I mean, it's like. So I mean, you know, I just I don't I don't I definitely don't want to do that. So I see uh, I see three years tops, tops, and then if not sooner, and then oh, one and a half time to go. What's that? Maybe one and a half with it all the changes. Depends on depends yeah. on what 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 our <laughs> what our <laughs> boss wants from us. <laughs> More widgets. <laughs> <laughs> I had all kind of adjectives. I, it, it, but it depends on what what ro- you know what road they take, what route they go. Mm. I mean, I try. Tr- I stopped trying to figure it out because you get a headache when you start trying to figure out what you know what's next. Do you mm-hmm. go full time training. 
I'll do full-time training. Our podcast will be full-time go. Um, probably at that point, a studio, right? So still, I'm still in these pictures from David. <laughs> and um, You know who gave that to me? No. Tim. Tim Carter. Oh, did he really? Yeah, he gave it. was like a big scroll. Uh-huh. And uh, I cut it up and mounted it on the... The, uh, oh, okay. The pieces of wood. Yeah. I, I seen it like a, a couple of your last episodes. I seen it on the wall and I was like, that wasn't there when I was there. No, nope. But, um, and then I realized it wasn't the same area. Nope. Different yeah, room. Yeah, different room. Um, I was like, why? Well, changed the room. The mic's working. <laughs> 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 Everything seems to be fine now. Hopefully we'll see you after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that one episode you did, uh, if anybody, anybody who didn't see that episode, with the gentleman who lost one arm, one leg. Oh, Noah Galloway. Noah Galloway. Yeah. Did you did you listen to that yet? Yeah. That interview. Wow. Talk about a guy who could easily just go south right now. And, yeah. And just give up on well, life. I actually wanted to about. bring him up when you were talking about the uh, like the Spartan races and stuff. Yeah. Because he 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 does those all the time. Yeah. And uh, I found that amazing that yeah. like you know he has one arm and one leg and he's yeah. able to like, do. Your, like, could you imagine do, doing that? Bro? No. Yeah, and, and he does it, yeah, like, man. in his interview, I'm like, I'm waiting for him to talk about, like, how at times this, he just seemed like, <clears throat> but yeah, like, like, yeah, you know, he, yeah. he actually made, he actually made a couple jokes about it, you know, a couple times, and this <laughs> yeah. and that, but, yeah. but, you know, you could sit there and go, oh, I can do that too, but you, you think in your head, yeah. how would I, how would I react, yeah. you know what I mean? Why, yeah. why would yeah. I even do Yeah, that? and he talked about, you know, in the beginning, it was, you know, some, some dark times for yeah, him, and it yeah. took a while to get to where he's at now. But, um, yeah, that was a great interview for I feel sure. Like a lot of people need to go through some of those hard times. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm sure in the beginning when Maybe you not first to that extent, but. because he lost his arm and his leg in a in on on tour in Afghanistan, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, I mean, you just think about that, and you're just like, Phew. yeah. I mean, I mean, so many people give themselves excuses, like to why they can't do something. Yeah. Oh, I can't work out because I got a bad shoulder. I got bad knees. Like, yeah, you don't have an excuse. Like <laughs> yeah. this guy over this here, doesn't one arm. Arm, one leg. <laughs> he doesn't want to and he's it. doing Spartan races. And you're right. going to tell me about your elbow. Yeah. He was on uh, dancing with the stars. Yeah. And he was talking about holding, like holding the lady up with one arm. Like it's crazy. It's, it's hard. Insane. That's hard. That's a lot. Then there's, there, there's a good reason to do kettlebell training, right? Yeah. There. If you're going to be on yeah. dancing with the stars. He talked about that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that was, what, but nonetheless, the, I, I was listening to that podcast. I think that's when I first noticed that David had new pictures and a new room. <laughs> His mic was working and everything. So, I don't know. I mean, I tell people this all the time. You could talk all day, all day long about uh, your workouts, you know, or, or how you handle the workouts. But if, uh, in terms of, you know, your mindset, if you don't have the right mindset, it don't matter what you plan on doing. Mm-hmm. you're not going to do it if your if your mindset is not right it's got to be right and you've got to be willing to overcome obstacles plain and simple build discipline huge amount of discipline for sure i mean I, I look at how many professional athletes out there that all of a sudden they're just gone and you're like what happened to this guy what happened to that guy you know i like i, I don't know exactly what happened you know nobody knows exactly what happened to antonio brown right uh that exit was a little awkward, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people make fun of it, but I wonder what's going on in his head. Like something, something really, did they push him to that? Or, you know, did he take a couple of hits to the head? Cause he took some vicious hits in his career. And, you know, does he have a little bit of CTE or something like that with, with his, I, I mean, he posted on Instagram afterwards. He was like, I, you know, I appreciate the opportunity 
Um, yeah. So he thanked them for yeah. everything they had done, but. And then he teed off on them and Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, thanks, but let me tell you something. <laughs> and, 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 you know, so you just see, like, guys that, you know, when he was with the Steelers, I was like, this dude is just unstoppable, you know? Mm-hmm. Like right now, Devontae Adams yeah. with, the, with the Packers. It's going to be interesting to see how he handles this situation now because they franchise tagged yeah. him. So is he going to still produce the same? Is he going to, how's he going to mentally, we already know how good he is physically, but mentally, how's he going to handle this situation? What's his, what's his relationship with Aaron Rodgers going to be? Because they had a franchise tag him because of the amount of money that they're giving Aaron. And and so is he going to say, Hey, still one of the top five receivers payment wise in the NFL. And I get to play with the guy who's gotten me and me gotten him to where he's at. Or is he going to be like, I'm dropping the ball on purpose now. No way. <laughs> I'm dropping the ball on purpose no now. <clears throat> and you see that. You, you see it, though. And I think it's – when I seen him run off the field like that, though, I thought that was – Antonio pretty, Brown. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was pretty remarkable because I'm like, he has it all. Like, he has everything, and he was willing to just, like, say, fuck it, I'm done. Yeah. Go the memes. <laughs> the memes. The memes were pretty I'm like, there might be something really wrong with this guy. These guys keep posting memes, and I'm trying not to laugh. But <laughs> – but it was just funny no, as hell. I, mean, yeah. I was trying not to judge it until I figured out like the whole story. Yeah, I wanted to hear what you had to say about it. Yeah. Then they were like putting him. He was everywhere. Like that that picture of him. They would cut it out. <laughs> they put it in McDonald's <laughs> drive through at the gas station with the prices are five dollars a gallon. And you see him like running with his shirt off through the gas station. Just, I'm just like, what are you, who like. Like someone out there is making a lot of money. Yeah. I bet you <laughs> doing this stuff. Generating <laughs> I, I don't know why yeah, I don't think hilarious. of this stuff. So there's that. Well, should we wrap this up? We're yeah, about I mean, how long have we been talking? An hour and four minutes. Yeah, I think that's a good. That's a good uh, hour and four minutes is probably the. Uh, once you get to an hour and fifteen minutes, yeah, people check out. People start checking out. Yeah. I think um, depends on what you're talking about. Uh, I don't know. Some podcast people listen the whole time. Some sometimes I don't care though. Like if I'm having a good conversation and just keeps going and yeah. going, I'm like. Yeah. Eh, they'll listen. I if they like it, they'll listen. Four hour yeah. Runs, so I'm always you never know. Yeah. The cool thing about podcasting is, uh, I tell people this all the time, uh, we have shows. We, we've done 40. We've done over 50 that we've recorded, but so far we have like 46 that have aired. Okay. Or uh, 45 or 46. We have shows that have, you know, a couple hundred uh, listens. Then we have a show that has 35 listens. Yeah. Then I'll go back the next week, and it's got 40 listens, but it's a show from two months ago. Right, right. right. So the cool thing is new people come aboard on the podcast, and your shows are still sitting there. So, you know, there's a show in our, you know, there's a show in your, you know, in your portfolio Mm -hmm. that may have not done good uh, when you first aired it. And two years from now, uh, as your your podcast Mm -hmm. gets bigger people yeah. go back and they're like oh let me listen to this one yeah and all of a sudden it just blows up so i always tell people not to don't yeah. go back and listen <laughs> to my old ones yeah. <laughs> i you know what I, I tell me and joe joke me and my brother joke the very first one we did it sounds like like now you know it's like hey everybody welcome back to two brothers while mike i'm joe and as always my brother tony is here and i'm like what's going on everybody in t-bomb land <laughs> you know hey, but the first show it was like we were behind this curtain over here He's like, uh, <laughs> hey, everyone, this is Joe, and Tony's here. Tony, and I'm like, uh, hi, everybody. You know? <laughs> and I'm like listening to him. Like, we sound like like we're afraid to come out, like we're hiding. And, we're, and they realize they needed two mics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, I can't wait to, for the audio, the video, because I can't wait to see this mic you guys are going to have. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's two brothers, one voice. So we just call it two brothers, <laughs> one mic. It's not literally one big mic coming down from the ceiling where we're all like huddled around the mic looking like, you know, idiots around this one microphone. I definitely think you need to have one microphone. Yeah. Maybe for show, <laughs> but it don't work. Right, right. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. A good idea. Yeah. Dangling from the ceiling. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we, we could try that. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure this will be the setup. I yeah. Mean, somehow, some way. The room is actually probably about this size, maybe a little bit bigger. Not okay. much. Not much. So, this, yeah, this is like kind of a perfect size. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wish it was a little bit bigger, like that way, because then, um, like, the cameras could sit back a little yeah, further obviously. and whatnot. But, but it probably helps perfect. in terms of sound. Yeah. Uh, not, not, you know, the bigger the room, the sound's bouncing um, further away and echoing or no? No, not really. No. I mean, these mic, these mics sound really oh, good. Oh, because of this, yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like, if the further I get, yeah. Doesn't, you don't hear like an echo or yeah. like vibrating. Or no, anything, actually, so. you don't. No, I mean, because when I listen to your show, I don't hear it. Yeah. Uh, if I'm in, it depends on what room I'm in right now because yeah. we don't do the studio, it's all audio. And I had just have, I have a regular set of, you know, headphones on. I've done yeah. them where, I'm in my car and Joe's like, we need to do a podcast and I pull over in a parking lot. And people are honking and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I pull over, I pull over in a parking lot. Um, we do, we're doing a podcast this Wednesday. Uh, we interview uh, Vinny Fastline, mm -hmm. a comedian actor from Los Angeles. And he almost, he had something come up where he had a meeting <laughs> with somebody and he almost, he, he's like, we might have to reschedule. I said, let's just reschedule. And he's like, no, I want to do it. I want to do it. So he pulled over on some street. <laughs> And did the podcast, you know, and it's like, so that's kind of the cool thing, too. Yeah. Like, nobody yeah. even knew. He's like, nobody even knew. Well, he mentioned it because, obviously, <laughs> the comedian comes out in him, you know. But but um, so that's the kind of the cool thing is he kind of can just do it in spur of the moment. Yeah. But the bad thing is you don't have this type of, like, you could tell right. when my brother's talking. He's in the little studio room at his house with this microphone type of deal. Yeah. I'm on these, you know, so I, I don't sound like <laughs> earbuds. Yeah. Yeah. He sounds way, he sounds like this. We, I sound like I'm just talking to you on the phone. <laughs> yeah. So that's not, like it's that. not about bad sound though. No, it's not. It sounds it, fine. Yeah. But I mean, we can't wait to get to the audio. Yeah. Uh, I mean the, uh, the, the video part of it. So, so do you have plans for that? Uh, we we keep going yeah we keep going back and forth on how that's going to go and there's there's you know there's a few specific things the room we're looking at using right now mm -hmm. um is in my house mm -hmm. and it needs a few repairs on the one wall and so i'm looking at different contractors that have to do this one repair before yeah, we go it. there uh then we're looking at you know we don't have the sound table yet right uh, we, we only have one of those mics. So oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, which is enough. Except <laughs> just wants us to throw the mic back and forth to each <laughs> just other. Just swing it back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, things that we have, we have a couple of the cameras. We have the lighting, things of that nature, um, and, and the, the basic setup of the room. But there's that, and then there's, you know, I, I, I don't know when it's going to happen, mm -hmm. but... I know a lot of people are asking, yeah. so we can't we can't play around with it. Like right. it's something we're seriously looking at. Uh, when it comes to exercising, we're looking at that as well. Yeah, because I'll when we do a show about exercising, I'm sitting there describing, and I'm trying to talk about you know if I'm trying to talk about you know the proper uh, squatting form, and I'm I'm trying to have people picture you know shoulders above hips, knees not out over your toes, driving through with the arch in the heel of your foot. 
bar sitting below your neck across the shoulders, mm-hmm. squeeze the bar against your back, driving up, you should be looking out at about a 45 degree. If people are like, uh, Joe's looking, Joe's looking at the, the, uh, analytics. He's like, this is right where we start losing people (laughs) on this show. When you start describing the squad, yeah, because people are like, we want to see, yeah, we want to see the squad. We don't want to, I do enjoy podcasts more when we can watch. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, even like it doesn't when make you, the biggest difference. Yeah, especially if they're talking about something and yeah. then they like show it on the screen, then yeah. you can go and like see what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, like Rogan. I mean, you know, you're talking about the, you know, you're talking about the top of the podcast yeah. world. When he, it, it's fun to like see the the facial expressions. Yeah, and when they're yeah. talking to each other, and and then you know sometimes they'll put like B roll film on there. Like mm-hmm. you'll see like a, a example of this or an example right. of that. Or, yeah. You know things of that nature. That's my um, goal is to be able to do that. My goal is to have Neil Young <laughs> cancel whatever podcast station I am on. <laughs> because if I can get that, if I can get that, I mean, you're there. When Neil Young is canceling you, <laughs> Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Who's then, Neil Young? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know yeah, well, so many of your generation <laughs> said that. Who the hell's Neil Young? But um, <laughs> I mean, I was never a Neil Young. I didn't really listen to too much of his music. I get it. He's you know? older than you. Like that's a well, different he's generation. Way, way old. Yeah. He's he's a boomer. Right. And this one calls me boomer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a boomer. He's he's in his mid to late seventies. Yeah, he's old. And that's how old boomers are, right? right. My parents are boomers, right? And yeah. Early seventies to mid seventies. Um Generation X, we're not the boomers. I don't know. He keeps calling me boomer. I'm like, not a boomer, but okay. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll never stop <laughs> when you get, yeah. When you get into a young canceling because of you, then, you know, you've, you've reached your, your peak, your peak, yeah. you, you, you've reached you're you're there, you've arrived. So <laughs> that's my goal. My goal is, it's kind of funny though, because he, they, they sang about like wanting to, um, they, they, they like advocated for freedom back in the day. Oh, that was, that was the sixties, you know, yeah. right? that was the rock, keep on rocking in the free right. world. Right. I mean, that it's was kind of funny. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, that, that's all that, that was the, you know, a lot of drugs going around then and <laughs> a lot of, you know, yeah, uh, man. uh, what, why can't I think of it? What is that? The big, uh, where all the people went for all the concerts. Woodstock. Woodstock. Yeah. Gee, look at that. He knew I, I couldn't remember, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, I mean, Woodstock so and that. That's what that's what he was, and and so it is funny when all of a sudden we're getting you know, butthurt over people's freedom of speech. But whatever. Well, we definitely live in soft times. Oh. And you know what kills me is my generation is is a big problem, and I'm like, Thanks. I, I want to knock on all their doors, and <laughs> I just want to go door to door, just have a camera follow me, knock on, like read people's posts. Find out where they live. Knock on a door. Give me your Generation X card. You're done. <laughs> You're out. You're done. You're done. We're moving you all the way down to Generation Z. You're done. You can do that after retirement. Yeah. Um, do you ever see the the post that I put up? <laughs> did you hear what he just said? You could do that after retirement. <laughs> uh, do you ever see the post that I put up on Facebook? Folks, if you've ever ever want look at Facebook, uh, or if you ever could Google this, it's a, it's a guy walking, and he's walking through a doorway. And it's the ACDC song playing Highway to Hell. It's just a music playing in the background. And it says, it says, first it says the seventies and he bumps into the door, like, like he's going shoulder to shoulder with somebody and he keeps walking <laughs> like he never even did it. Then it says the eighties and he bumps into the door and then he tops and gets, he, he stops and he gets in the door's face. Like, like, like you got a problem. Then it says the nineties and he bumps into the door and you see him go, 
<laughs> like that. And he watch, and then it says two thousands. He bumps in the door, he falls on the floor, and he gets his phone and takes yeah, a picture <laughs> of himself laying on the floor. Probably looking for a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, looking for a lawsuit. <laughs> I, it's one of my favorite videos ever. That's look hilarious. it up. You gotta look that up. It's I think hilarious. I've seen that before. I think I've seen you share it before. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's one of my favorite videos ever. Wow. That's all I got to say. Inaccurate. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know it, it is. It is. It is inaccurate because I no, train. It's, it's funny, I train so many young people that that are not like that. I mean, it's. I always tell people. Like it, but yeah, it's fun to it's fun to joke with Generation Z. It's fun to joke with millennials. Well, I mean, a lot of it is a loud minority. Like, yeah, it's just the people on Facebook and and yeah. TikTok and whatever like being soft. Yeah, <laughs> as fuck. People, yeah, <laughs> you know, people, well, yeah. people. You know, people say to me, "Why do you hate Generation Z?" I'm like, "I love Generation Z. Why do you think I train kids?" It's me just making fun of the people that are my age right. that act like you know, like it's such a difference. There's no difference. Generation Z is going through. Listen, what these kids, young young kids, have gone through the last two years. I mean, you want to talk about just a bunch of baloney. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> seriously, you want to talk about a bunch of bullshit. I mean, that's that's what that is, plain yeah, and simple. Okay. I right. mean, they they went through. They these kids that were juniors and seniors lost everything when it comes to their proms, when it comes to playing sports. When it I mean, they can't get that yeah. back. No. You know, the graduation. I mean, they did bring some kids back to graduate. But yeah. a lot of them can't make it because they're away at college. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they lost a lot of their youth because of what happened. So, I mean, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, you know, persevere through it. I always tell the kids, I'm like, you, you're going to be able to say one day when you're older, you think you got a bad little guy. <laughs> Let me tell you what I had to go through <laughs> in 2019, 20, 21. I mean, back when we were canceling Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how back in for the day. For talking about it. <laughs> they'd be back in the day when your grandfather talks about $10 for a, to, to fill up his tank in his car. <laughs> well, it cost me 150 <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, After a world pandemic. Yeah. So In World War Three. Yeah, basically. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Um, is there anything else you guys want to say? Go f- go find uh, two brothers one mic on yeah two, where, where can you find it you could find it on every any boomers. podcast com. station yeah 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 boomers dot com <laughs> is that a podcast station <laughs> might be yeah but um you know so Spotify Castbox I think SIP sponsors that one yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Facebook uh, has a, a podcast Google uh, Anchor um, uh, Apple we're on we're on basically anywhere. Two brothers, one mic, and uh, every Wednesday at 9 a.m. we air a new episode, and then any episode that's already been aired, obviously you can find on our on our website and so on. We're on Facebook, obviously. Two brothers, one mic on Facebook. Uh, we're not on Instagram yet, but we're going to be. Uh, obviously, when you're doing video, it's easier to be on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, so um, I don't know. You can post pictures. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, so shirtless. most most of the yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's one thing. My brother, I told my, I asked my brother, said, should I work out shirtless with like oil on me? <laughs> and he just kind of like looked at me. So I sent him a video one time of me shirtless, and I was like uh, pointing at the camera, talking. He's like, don't you, oh, even, ever, yeah. don't you even think about it? Because so I was making fun of, well, I was making fun of. You ever see these guys? Like, there's these guys you see them on Facebook all the time. They do their infomercials. The one guy, I have no idea what he looks like with clothes on. <laughs> he, he literally, literally never has a shirt on every time he promotes his products. Oh, that's hilarious. And it's just like, dude, I mean, like, all of a sudden the camera's on him. He's doing jumping jacks, which are the <laughs> worst looking jumping jacks I've ever seen in my life. And then he's like, trying like he's sweating. He's like, you know, he has his protein powder. And he's like, this is what I take. Yeah. And, uh, 
And he's all pumped up. He's ripped. He's got baby oil all over him thinking he's not sweating. His hair is all perfect. And he's like, this is what I take. And he's like, I eat whatever I want. And he grabs a double cheeseburger. And come like, I don't know where this double cheeseburger that appears in his hand. And he's like, I can eat this when I take this. And I'm like, that's where oh a lot of unrealistic God. expectations come from. Yeah. Shit like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, no, I'm not doing, I'm not doing any uh, topless. Uh, I'll leave that up to Seb. I'm not doing any topless. Um, I think he's got that under control. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I get tattoos. If I get tattoos, then I'll do a, then I'll do a topless one. <laughs> I'll pay for it. <laughs> Remember you said that. Yeah, that's about All right. it. All right. You got anything else you want to say, Sip? No. No. I always like listening to Sarge. Yeah, he's good at podcasting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I have the gift of gab, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I think when people say you're pretty good at what you're doing, I'm thinking – they tell me I talk too much. <laughs> no, yeah, I automatically you go. Know a lot I, of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I go the opposite way. When I'm like, just tell me I talk too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> My dad listened to our podcast the one we did that yeah. didn't record yeah. good. But he was like, "That guy, that guy's smart. He has, he knows what he's talking about." Well, that well, my brother listened to it, and he, my brother was like, "Listen, he's like." You get the gist of what you guys are talking about in it. You get, yeah. It's just annoying the way you guys were right. cutting yeah, out yeah. back and yeah. forth. Like people might get annoyed at that. Yeah. But you can always just do another one again. So it's still a good podcast. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was I thought it was a really good podcast. And that was off the cuff. It wasn't like I was going I was going to stop the live recording and Sip was like, "No, keep going." Well, no. no. Oh, <laughs> well, no, then I, I bored at work. <laughs> yeah, you kept butting in on that. I was like, "Tell him to go to work. Isn't he doing anything? Isn't he shooting <laughs> castle nuts?" That's why people think our jobs are easy. Yeah, cuz you're watching YouTube. Harassing yeah. boomers on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All so. right. Well, it's been a pleasure, guys. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. Do it Absolutely. again. Yeah. All right. Bye.